What's going on folks, your Esther Raven, we're coming at you with a new video, we're going to be talking about the state of the franchise of the Green Bay Packers. I am a major Green Bay Packer fan, I uh, love doing these state of the franchise things, and right now we're going to be, our first thing we're going to look at is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is projected to have a 44,000 yard, 4,400 yard season, excuse me, 35 touchdowns, and that might be another MVP he's getting. Uh, that would be his third, I believe. And I think if Aaron Rodgers can get another MVP award and have 4,400 plus yards and 35 plus touchdowns, I definitely think the Green Bay Packers will be rolling. I definitely think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back with a vengeance in 2018 after getting stricken, strucken out. And he definitely needs to show Mike McCarthy that he needs the talent around him to be able to get to another Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is coming into the time where he's getting a new contract. I mean, he's still got uh, this 2018 season. And then at the end of the 2019 season, I think is when his contract's up. But they're looking at getting him into another contract here soon. And Brian Gutekunst said that they, they're they starting to work on it slowly, but surely it's coming together. But uh, there were reports that Aaron Rodgers wants all these player opt-out con all these player opt-out uh, things in his contract and whatnot. And Rodgers came back firing that he that uh, false media and whatnot. But I definitely think if you look at all these other contracts, Kirk Cousins getting like eighty four million guaranteed and whatnot, and Jimmy Garoppolo got this contract, uh, Matt Ryan got this contract. I definitely think Aaron Rodgers is going to have the biggest contract in the NFL at quarterback here very soon. Uh, there's no excuse for it. Aaron Rodgers is by far probably one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, all you got to look at is his age, though. I mean, the dude is 30. He'll be 34 coming into the next season. And you want him playing in Green Bay the rest of his career. Whether that be into his 40s or up until 40 or whatnot, you just want Aaron Rodgers playing in Green Bay. Okay, guys, continuing with the state of the franchise, we're going to be talking about running backs. So on our roster, we've got uh, Ty Montgomery, we've got Jamal Williams, we've got Aaron Jones, Devontae Mays, and another guy that we signed late last year. I uh, can't remember his name, but I think he played in Wisconsin. And he was an undrafted free agent. But who do you start at running back, Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams? Because Ty Montgomery isn't the starting running back that we want. Uh, Ty Montgomery is more of a hybrid back like uh, the Patriots would use. He's the receiving back that you want coming out of the backfield, third downs and whatnot. And I think that's the way we're going to use Ty Montgomery. But if you start Aaron Jones, here's what you're getting. Aaron Jones last year in the time he played has 81 snaps, 448 yards, averaging 5.5 yards a carry and four touchdowns. Uh, I didn't look at his receptions though, so because of Ty Montgomery. Then you got Jamal Williams. Do you start him over Aaron Jones? I think Aaron Jones has a bigger ceiling than Jamal Williams does. Jamal Williams took 153 snaps for 556 yards, averaging 3.6 yards a carry, and again, four touchdowns. Again, didn't look at his receiving stats because of Ty Montgomery. But 
uh, looking between those, I think Jamal Williams played more than Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones also got hurt. I definitely think Aaron Jones is needs to be the starting running back in Green Bay. I think he has more burst in him. I think he has uh, better physical attributes. I think he can run better than Jamal Williams does. Uh, how we're going to use Ty Montgomery, it's already been stated that Green Bay will be using a almost like the New England Patriots do, just a group of running backs, and we'll just keep rotating them in and out. Now, I'm hoping we do focus on Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and uh, just bring Ty Montgomery in at change of pace and third down and whatnot. That's just how I feel Green Bay should want. Green Bay should run. I definitely think either one of these guys can have a thousand yard season in Green Bay. We haven't had one of those since Eddie Lacy somehow got it. I definitely think having a state having a steady dual running back system like Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams will definitely help here in Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, either of those guys could be the workhorse back that you want, especially Jamal Williams. Uh, and you just didn't see that with Eddie Lacy. But to do, but to get the workhorse back that you want, you're gonna have to run the ball more. Uh, you ha we haven't seen Mike McCarthy doing that, but with uh, Philbin coming back, and I definitely think we're gonna be trying to run the ball more and get that run game established. I think it'll help the team in the long run. It'll help Aaron Rodgers stay healthy. Uh, it'll just be an all-around refreshing thing to be able to run the ball in Green Bay, especially when it gets cold. There is a new era in Green Bay. When it comes to wide receivers, guys. Now, this starts with the three wide receivers we drafted in the later rounds of the draft. Uh, all three of them are over 6'2". And the shortest guy on the team now is Randall Cobb at 5'10", 5'11". Everybody else is over 6'1". I definitely think the only way Cobb makes the team is as a slot wide receiver or as a kick punt returner if he beats out Trevor Davis again. But I definitely think in Green Bay, they're looking more going towards the taller guys. I definitely think that'll help uh, getting a red zone threat. But Randall Cobb, in my opinion, is just not that good of a wide receiver. He's not worthy. He's not worth keeping on the team. I definitely think uh, Jordy would have been the better one to keep. Cobb could have gone and we wouldn't have had any issues. Can Devontae Adams be a number one wide receiver? Looking back at his 2016 season... 75 receptions, 997 yards, 12 touchdowns, 2017, 74 receptions, 885 yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, I think in the past two, three years, Devontae Adams has had 10 touchdowns, or no, the past two years, Devontae Adams has put up uh, 10 plus touchdown yard seasons. He hasn't hit that thousand yard mark though, but I mean, you got to look at it. He's getting close. But the one thing that you have to worry about with Devontae Adams is concussions. I mean, he's had... He had two or three of them this past season, which I think is, that's a little worrisome for me for the fact of we don't have Jordy Nelson. We're bringing in three young guys. We've got D'Angelo Yancey, Trevor Davis, and Geronimo Allison, and Randall Cobb still on the roster. And I swear to God, if we have to rely on Randall Cobb to be a number one wide receiver one more time, we tried that back in 2015 when Jordy Nelson was out for the season and it didn't work and they should have realized that Cobb is not a wide receiver that we need in Green Bay. He did not play well. It's just one of those things where he either needs to move to running back where we keep playing him at or he needs to just be gone from Green Bay. 
But that leads into uh, Devontae Adams staying healthy. I really hope he can. Those couple hits he took last season that gave him the concussions were some pretty brutal hits. Especially that one against Chicago. That was uh, that was a little ridiculous. Definitely a hit that shouldn't have happened, but you know, it is what it is. You just got to move on from it. Randall Cobb is he overrated? In my opinion, yes. He's only posted one thousand yard receipt. He's only posted one thousand yard season and one season within a hundred yards of a thousand yard season. And that was nine hundred and some odd yards. 960 some odd yards or something like that. But I don't think Randall Cobb is going to be in Green Bay much longer. I mean, his contract's up at the end of the 2018 season. I don't think we re-signed him. I mean, you look at it, we drafted three wide receivers. We got D'Angelo Yancey. We've got Devontae Adams. We've got Geronimo Allison, who I think can fill Randall Cobb's spot pretty easily. Just... It's one of those things where you're looking at it like, yeah, we could do without Randall Cobb with the talent we have coming in. I know he's the veteran, and we're bringing in all of these young guys. Every other wide receiver on our rosters under three years in the league besides Devontae Adams. So you kind of need that veteran presence in the locker room, but I definitely think that would have been better filled by Jordy Nelson, who has had multiple thousand yard receipt multiple thousand yard seasons in the past like five years. I think it's like four out of the last five years or something like that. Along with a new era wide receiver, we have a new era on the defense and it's a great one. We finally got rid of Dom Capers, the most predictable defensive runner in the NFL. And we're bringing in former Cleveland Browns head coach, former defensive coordinator for the Bills and Jets, and assistant defensive coordinator for the Ravens, Mike Pettin. Mike Pettin has been, whenever he's doing the defensive coordinator spot or assistant, he's always been the top five, top ten in the league. He's bringing in a hybrid scheme to Green Bay where they're going to be run 3-4-4-3. Three. I think they're sticking with the 3-4 as their main, though, which I think is a mistake. I think... Uh, the talent we have will be more suited to the 4-3 with Clark Daniels and Wilkerson all in that front group. Because you're going to have Lowry in the back. You're going to have Montrevis Adams who needs to do something at, after being a third-round draft pick. I definitely think you would get more pressure on the quarterback that way because Mike Pettin loves his interior uh, pass rush, not his outside linebacker pass rush. And that's one thing we didn't go for in the draft, so we'll have to look at that. But Mike Pettin, the, the team he's coming into, I have to say, is much improved over what it was last year. You've got Josh Jackson, Jer Alexander, Wilkerson. You've got Clark Daniels. You've got Dean Lowry. You've got all these guys coming in, coming back. You've got Mike Daniels, Nick Perry, Jake Ryan. Those are three guys that I think they'll have to take a look at. Contracts are coming up and whatnot. I think uh, Nick Perry, he's overpaid or he needs to be moved out of the outside linebacker position to like a 4-3 end, something like that. I just don't think he's working at the outside linebacker position. But you've got uh, Mike Pettin saying that he wants to use Clay Matthews in multiple positions coming up. He wants to use him at uh, middle linebacker, outside linebacker. He just wants to move 
clay all around. He thinks it's going to keep them, keep them fresh. And I, I have to say it probably will. But who are you going to rely at when you have when you have Clay Matthews moving into that inside linebacker position? Are you going to rely on Kyler Fackrell? Or are you going to rely on Vince Beagle? What guy are you going to put out there to to take over that spot while Matthews is playing his snaps inside? Or how is that going to work for you? Because I think that Fackrell, he's not going to be able to do it. I don't think Beagle... Uh, after coming off an injury last year, is going to be fully ready to go. Though I think Beagle can actually break out. Uh, I definitely still hope that Beagle can break out. He's definitely a guy I looked at in the draft as a top guy that we needed to get. And when I we got him, I was so happy. But aside from that, the most improved group on our defense is definitely the corners. I mean, you've got... Jer Alexander, you took him at 18, I believe it was, and then you went back in the second round and got Josh Jackson, who everybody thought was going to be the number one corner off the board besides Denzel Ward. But Josh Jackson last year led the uh, college football, uh, all the all of college football in INTs with eight. I mean, the dude was just a ball hawk last year. He's been compared to Richard Sherman and. I definitely think that Josh Jackson just needs to work a little bit on some stuff, and he's definitely going to be a top wide, a top corner in the NFL. Alexander, I think, will be our slot wide, our slot corner because he's a uh, he's only five ten. Uh, he's pretty agile. He's got the speed and the agility to be in the slot. He also had the best QBR when thrown his way in college. I think it was I think it was down all the way to like a seventeen something. The next closest guy was Josh Jackson. His was up in the 20s. But Josh Jackson, uh, the only thing that concerns me with him is his, well, there's two things. His speed and that last year of him in college is the only uh, real starting time he's got. But, I mean, you see, he showed what he can do. And that's big for me uh, because... The past corners we've gotten haven't panned out well. I think Quentin Rollins can still pan out if he can stay healthy. Kevin King's coming off of a season-ending shoulder surgery. But I think Kevin and King will definitely be your number two guy. Uh, Josh Jackson, number one. Kevin King, number two. Alexander in the slot. Definitely think that'll be our cornerback group. But uh, last year we had... Demarius Randall, who when we drafted him, he was a safety, and we played him out of position at corner. And I mean, his first season wasn't bad, but after that, it just kind of went downhill, and he became a locker room cancer. So we got rid of him, traded him to Cleveland, and they're starting him back at safety. We'll just have to see how that goes. Now, taking a look at the court, the corners we have now, we re-signed Devon House. We brought in 35-year-old Tremont Williams on a two-year deal. Uh, Kevin King's coming off of injury. We've got two or three. Uh, we've got three undrafted guys, and Josh Hawkins, Lindsey Pipkins, and Donatello Brown. I don't think any of those three are going to be sniffing starting time or the roster this year. Uh, maybe Pipkins and Hawkins. Hawkins plays like Sam Sam Shields a little bit. I definitely think if we can get him under Mike Pettin, I think Mike Pettin will be able to develop him better than uh, Dom Capers and that group did. 
So I'm real interested to see the corners in Green Bay. I definitely think that was one position that we needed badly. And I think we addressed it. Now if we can get them developed, that'll be even better. Still taking a look at our secondary, we're going to be talking about Josh Jones and can he have a breakout season. We drafted Josh Jones in the fourth or fifth round, I believe it was. I could be wrong, but somewhere around there. I mean, the kid is a monster of a safety, or he was in college. I want to see him be able to break out uh, under Mike Penton. I definitely think Jones will be a top player in Green Bay. Especially on the other side, you have HaHa Clinton Dix. But there's some issues going on with HaHa Clinton Dix, and I'm not going to touch on that this episode, but we will be touching on that in an upcoming video. So we're going to be looking at Josh Jones to be able to perform, uh, taking over for Morgan Burnett, unless we bring somebody in here coming soon. But with only two months until... Uh, Preseason, regular season stuff starts up. It's going to be a real interesting time here in Green Bay. Okay, guys, we're finally getting down to the final segment here on the show. And I definitely think this is the most important thing to happen in Green Bay. This is the key to Green Bay winning. This is what it all rides on. Can the team stay healthy? That is the biggest concern I have for the Green Bay Packers is can they stay healthy? The past three years, the team has been one of the most injured in the NFL. I mean, 2015, we were down to our fifth string wide receivers going into the playoffs. 2016, we're, we were hurt bad. I mean, we were... Clay Matthews was barely playing. Uh, Julius Peppers was barely playing. 2017, you lost Aaron Rodgers, uh, which led into the Brett Hundley situation. Your corners couldn't stay healthy. Your breakout corner, your breakout rookie corner, I think, and Kevin King had a shoulder injury that he couldn't play on the rest of the year, which sucked. Now you're coming into 2018. Uh, everybody's healthy right now except for Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews got hit in the face with a softball. So already we're starting off bad with the injuries. Uh, Clay Matthews had a broken nose from the softball hitting him in the face at the charity softball game. I just think it already we're starting with this and it's a bunch of crap. Uh, this is the most important thing to Green Bay is to stay healthy. If we stay healthy, we are one of the top teams in the NFL. But if we're not healthy, we're down there with the Cleveland Browns. And I think that that is not where Green Bay belongs. Green Bay is too good of a team to be held back by injuries. But if you look at it, our team is too old, our team's too overpaid, and we have no depth. That is a big issue when it comes to a team that can't stay healthy. Our general managers haven't given us any depth. I mean, if you look at our offensive line, we went into last season with 10 offensive linemen on the roster, and by week five, we were down to the last uh, five of them. I mean, we lost Bilog at one point, Bakhtiari at one point. Lindsley was the only one to actually play the full season. 
which was kind of amazing because the year before Lindsley and uh, Treader couldn't, neither of them could stay healthy. So you were always flip-flopping back and forth between the two of them. Uh, last year we went through, I don't even know how many long snappers because they all kept getting injured. Clay Matthews was injured last year. Devontae Adams and his concussions from last year were getting ridiculous. There's just a point where this team needs to realize that they need Mike McCarthy needs to help his players stay healthy. They need to do something to stay healthy. Whether it be more rotations, but to do the rotations, you're going to need depth on the team. And that's something that, again, we don't have. I mean, if you want to rotate Aaron Rodgers out of play here and there, who are you going to go with? Are you going to go with Brett Hundley or are you going to go with Deshaun Kaiser? Deshaun Kaiser went 11 for 22 in touchdowns last year. 11 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. Brett Hundley, Brett Hundley sucked last year in his uh, tenure as starting quarterback in Green Bay. I definitely think instead Joe Callahan, we should have cut Brett Hundley. Or are you going with fourth-string quarterback Tim Boyle? A guy like uh, Joe Callahan coming from a small school, undrafted, uh, looking to battle for that third spot or second spot behind Aaron Rodgers. I definitely think Callahan should have had that second spot locked down last year uh, behind Aaron Rodgers and got the starting nod. I think Callahan played better than Brett Hundley in the preseason and whatnot. I also thought Taysom Hill did better in preseason than Brett Hundley. But Brett Hundley, the only reason that we went with him is because he had three years under uh, McCarthy in the, in the Packers system. So that led into that. Now we're looking at wide receivers. Uh, Devontae Adams, if he goes down, where you're pretty much screwed. The team's too young. Uh, and you got Randall Cobb. You're bringing in three guys that were drafted in the later rounds. You've got Trevor Davis, Geronimo Allison, Malachi Dupree. Or not Malachi Dupree, D'Angelo Yancey. Uh, so you got to look at what which one of these guys are going to come on to the roster and make the 53-man because it's going to be Adams, Cobb, uh, Davis. Right there's three guys. Uh, Allison might make it. And then I'm saying the three rookies all make it. But that would mean Allison doesn't make the team, which sucks. Geronimo Allison, I think, could be a breakout star in Green Bay if, the, if he gets the opportunity. I definitely think if we got rid of Randall Cobb, having Geronimo Allison there at number two, would be a great thing or let Jamon Moore, one of the other rookies go at number two and put Allison in the slot. That'll be a nice combination there. Young guys at wide receiver, all of them over six foot. Just an interesting thing to look at. The defensive line last year couldn't stay healthy. Their linebackers couldn't stay healthy. Corners couldn't stay healthy. Uh, I think the safeties were the only people that could stay healthy in Green Bay, and that's one thing you don't want to see. <laughs> like, the corners are important and whatnot, but come on. You can't be relying on them to do everything. I mean, when you got to play Morgan Burnett in the uh, linebacker role because of, well... No, I'm not going to say that. Morgan Burnett playing into the linebacker role and us moving safeties down to that linebacker role was kind I like that. It was a new look on defense, something that Dom Capers hasn't produced 
in the past year. So that was one thing that I liked. And I hope we can keep that around coming into 2018. I think Josh Jones playing at that hybrid linebacker position will be great. And then we drafted Oren Burks, who's a hybrid safety linebacker. So that's what's looking interesting to me. But this has been the state of the franchise, guys. I'll talk to you later.